can't possibly like the skin of an orange. Huh? Come on. Settle down back there, man. Alright. Ben's is concerned. This is not the schedule. season all the seasons without the foundation where would you be everybody gives Satan all the agony you know, the depths of Satan the power of Satan The unbelievable 
you know, grip of Satan, the wealth of Satan. Even in some, you know, like, you know, paganism as it blends, syncretizes with Satanism, it's kind of like the healing of Satan. The backwards talk of Satan. The foolishness of Satan, the cleverness of Satan. But nobody really, you know, people don't usually say something like, you know, the foundation is Jesus. What? The foundation is Jesus. <laughs> so, the foundation isn't Satan. It's not a demon. It's not, you know, the uh, deep state. It's not the United States. Oh, God, I had nightmares all night about this country. Oh, they were weird, too. I'm going to go into them with, oh, no, no, it's not what you think. No, you'll like this. You won't like it, but you'll feel like you've just been watching a horror movie. I, uh, so, so, you know, I, I'm probably going to have to recuse myself from Twitter or just, uh, use it for, um, you know, just letting people know what's up with me, you know, kind of following me, uh, in my various endeavors, uh, uh, book, uh, you know, authoring books, uh, producing film, writing, you know, screenplay, and I've, I've just done a novelization of Girl Next, and I get that back tomorrow from the proofers, and then I'm going to um, probably pretty quickly uh, produce the book, and for those of you who saw the movie and go, WTF, this one's for you. If you did that and you felt like you really didn't get... WTH, oh, WTH, well, whatever, any of those. Thank you, Trish. Um, so if that's you, well, no, you see, here's the problem. The book is, you know, it's, the book, it's a, I made a very streamlined, you know, it's, it's it, but it, it goes deep into things that, that gives some some answers as to, where people are going, what the f, and you know, you you get the whole. What you do is you get answers that that you need, probably. In fact, maybe in some cases, then I don't disparage anybody wherever you're at on it. We, uh, you know, me and and Mike and Larry and um, we, we just <laughs> we uh, kind of went at it, and I I I tore into the screenplay. And, uh, you know, where Mike wanted to edit it, Larry was saying, no, we're going to go with, you know, we just, we, we went ahead and went with, a, with, 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 I guess we could call it very avant-garde. Um, I don't know. Anyway, what I love about it, about Girl Next, is I, I love the, the, could I just call it purity? There's a purity, a purity of essence. There's a purity. There's a, uh. Um, a pure heart running through it in a sense. And uh, 
and there's a lot of symbolism and there's a lot of, you know, there's, there's some art in it as well. But here's the thing. The book goes into all the things you probably wanted to know. Um, if, if you did, um, you know, a lot of people need a spoon fed. If you need a spoon fed, don't, don't see girl max. It's not a, not for you. But if, if, if you're like me and you like to dive into things and find out what the hell's going on and you don't want to go a little deeper, here comes deeper. Here comes answers about who, who these people are, you know, a little bit more about what's going on. And in particular, a focus on, you know, who is Lorian West and where did she come from and where is she going after the, uh, after this, uh, you know, uh, event, assignment, story. Uh, why was she there? What is, you know, what is, was it, you know, all an experiment on, on the uh, quantamine, the aquavelva uh, drug? Um, what was the purpose of it? Uh, you know, and, and, and why, and, and what, what, so what was the deal with the, uh, um, the Sophia dolls? It seemed like there's an ongoing operation and Lorian was just the next one. And then somehow Heinrich was doing all this aqua velva, which is a, by the way, when you see quantum devil, you'll see that you'll learn a little more about the quantumine, which is, you know, and one of the clues comes from a, a piece of dialogue that says this, it comes from them, and you don't fuck with them. Okay, now we're thinking, with a line like that, you're thinking, okay, maybe a alien, other non-human intelligence, um, uh, some kind of overlord, but anyway, here it comes, and what is the purpose of, of it as, as a substance? The purpose of it is to, um, well, as you'll see, it can create worlds. Portals. It can break through to the other side, the side of death. But what is that over there, the side of death? What exactly... Do you mean when you say mind linking in order to create a permanent hell? And what do you mean? Oh, I'm jumping in and out of time. What do you mean COVID didn't happen? Uh, COVID. The linking of the WEF to all the governments of the world suddenly overnight locked down with a you know military totalitarianism at the blink of an eye in which there was no real setup we just went into that but how could we have had there not been preparation but all there was for preparation they say was event 201 What role does magic play in instantaneity, instant, in instant um, results, instant changes? And what is magic? 
what is the thing that people are really looking for? What is the thing that keeps these people, um, you, you know, that they would offer themselves as a guinea pig if they would be able to get through to the other side consciously and return? And um, what kind of madness is it to pursue something like that? And um, so that's what kind of we're about with with where we're going with this quantum quartet, which is a uh, very much about breaking through to the other side, and of course opening up that portal goes two ways. I mean, look at all the uh, Sturm and Drang uh, surrounding CERN, this big tube, you know, that if you can divide, destroy, hit, you know, um, this molecule, that you'll open a portal for them, these are their god now, you know, like the god of, of the god of Germany, right? Which is Klaus Schwab, you know. <laughs> same same crowd, Bush, Schwab, Gates, Germany, speaking German fluently. What is that? Why why do they have to speak German fluently? Why is that? Well, that's just one of the requirements for moving up. Fluent German. Well, where is that? Can I get that on above top secret? No. No one's going to. I'm the only one that's going to tell you that. <laughs> I think. You can listen to a guy like Jay Dyer all, all day long going on and on and on about these books he reads and still not understand what's going on. I mean, no offense. I, I, I like the guy, but he just seems at times to be pretty... Uh, you know, pretty pretty much. He just reminds me of a guy that's sort of out of the loop. He's looking through the, looking through the you know the, the candy store window, trying to figure out what's going on in there, and then telling you about it. There's nothing wrong with that. We have a lot of people doing that. And um, so this book. I'm sorry, I'm measuring my words today. Measure, and then cut. So the book, Girl Next Novelization, and I was worried too because the people proofreading it, I don't know them. You know, I suppose I need to, I need, I need to get myself an editor, you know, someone that can make me really great. <laughs> I can take me from where I am, which is, you know, and then, and then, and then, you know, take it to the you know more clarity, the more, more, um, more cutting, more, uh, you know, more sharpness. But, uh, and I was wondering because you know there's this like vagina mutilator machine that Heinrich made. I'm just thinking, what if that you know because they're in yeah, let's see where are they? Well, wherever they are, they I've talked to them on the phone a few times. This is a. Uh, a book service, you know, proofreading service. And apparently there's more than one peop- one person that will be proofreading. And I, I did have this thought throughout the week, maybe I shouldn't have sent it to them because, you know, if they're really woke and they see some of these things, they, they don't understand subversion. They don't understand 
uh, literary, you know, terms like that. They don't understand language. They don't understand usually that if it's, I don't know, I'm assuming it's like um, millennials and maybe younger. And, um, you know, it's easy to really take offense, to be offended by the book. Because, I, you know, I, I don't have time to, you know, uh, you know, soft pedal anything. You know what I mean? It's just like clinically naming it. You know, um, sex, this, that, whatever it is. And when I say clinical, I mean, I'm not trying to get anybody, you know, hyped up like, you know, that, yeah, yeah, there are people that do this. I'm not trying to get you into like, oh, yeah, this is naughty and this is hot, you know. <laughs> not, yeah, no, that's not going to happen to you. Don't worry. It's not going to lead you to your favorite porno station. <laughs> Back to Pornhub, which you've been trying to ask him the Lord to deliver you from. Um, I only laugh because it's, it's, it's such a common problem that it's really no big deal. It's just some, something to keep in mind, you know, some, it's another thing to try to stay away from, right? Oh, there's so many things to stay away from. Drugs, booze, um, lust, jealousy, hatred, unforgiveness. So many things can hurt us, right? Um, but anyway, the book will go into those areas that uh, it's like going through the movie, but from a different, you know, kind of perspective. And, you know, getting deep into the mind of some of the characters, like Misha, for example, seems to be the most dominant of the characters. You know, kind of understanding her kind of leads to understanding the rest of it from from the point of view of a a transgendered person who feels, um, as she's getting older, um, you know, who feels, uh, um, who goes through certain emotions in, you know, being who she is and, uh, has a feeling, an inferiority complex. I would just put it that way. But at the same time has an appetite for killing, has an appetite for, um, sampling the girls hasn't right but at the same time feels like she just can't get her husband's love you know what i mean like any woman uh could win his heart but not her but yet he marries her and so she's dealing with herself and her in her insecurities and through that lens of insecurity and and trying to deal with herself and this you know and obviously her the transgenderism which you know we give her the, the you know the benefit of saying her and all that but uh in terms of a pronoun but of course we know that uh you know uh, clinically speaking a man of course is a man and a woman is a woman we know that that doesn't need to be stated does it? i don't think so no so anyway we're dealing with with that situation of that great insecurity and, uh, you know, up close and personal at the same time while this, these Sophia dolls are being, you know, manufactured through trauma-based mind control techniques developed through, um, hallucinogens, um, you, you know, uh, data, data transfer. Um, a lot of people think that, uh, that's a, a, a um, electroconvulsion shock therapy treatment machine that's, that's being used on Lorraine. It's not, if you can see where the where electrodes used to be you don't need big wires anymore to transfer it's a data transfer that's going on and that's why they 
where they connect, where they had, they light up, which if, when you have electrodes, they're taking data. So data is coming out of your head and going into those things and then being recorded. This is going in with the, with the help of electricity. So data combined with electricity, combined with a certain drug cocktail, combined with certain um, um, torturous things that cause dissociation, all occurring at the same time. And then breaking through to many different worlds and then learning things about, um, you know, in the case of Lorraine was so interesting, is that... Uh, I, I doubt anyone will let, you know, you'll be kind of like me. I don't, I don't really know who she is at this point. Um, having been through a lot of work on her, I, I, still, I still don't really know who she is. But what I can tell you is that the, the programming, not only didn't it work, but it actually, it actually had something to do with who she wound up being and her assignment there and, and what she was doing there. And it, it was almost as if it was reprogramming. It was programming to the program, the program that is, exists outside of the uh, house in Texas and is the military-industrial complex program for Lorian. So that's a kind of a deep thought. And obviously, we're going to have to probably have a, some kind of series to keep, keep you know, as, as she keeps developing... You know, we're going to want to follow or find out, well, you know, I have a feeling there's a very rich, uh, well, you see the way I do fiction, <laughs> there is no such thing as fiction for me. No, there really isn't. So where all my fiction, you know, leads, I always will connect it to scientific data in the end. And you wouldn't believe how many times that I've been right in that, um, you know, to where I, then I go ahead and look it up and I go, oh, wow. You know, one was, uh, you know, the, 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 the attempt today. Yes, well, you guys are way ahead of me, iron and clay, okay. But the attempt to, to you know, digitize the universe and then having that go through the real genius of, of Girl Next, which is Charlotte, the sister of Heinrich. And yes, there's incest, so if you don't like that, look away. Uh, but she she has a multiple personalities, so she you know she becomes like at, at times a child you know with pigtails and you know talking like a, 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 a you know a child, and then at other times her real identity is she was a star at MIT in quantum physics, and something happened, and both of them are sons and daughter, son and daughter of a. Um, a very dark wizard scientist who actually ran the, uh, you know, all the uh, Operation Paperclip, MKUltra, and all those kind of programs for the United States and the world. But the whole point of it wasn't just controlling these stupid humans, which is, you know, that's, that's not the point. The point is always, is always connected to immortality and what's out there and how do we get through into the you know realms that are not that are not dominated or not um, restricted good better word restricted by time and space and um that's the uh and why wouldn't they they're humans they want out of this 
you know, they watch themselves get old. Their parents get old. They bury them. You know, the dogs get old. The chickens get old. Things get old. And they die. And where do they go? And then, of course, girl next, what you learn is, well, they're all alive and well, but on the other side of something that we can't quite get through. So you see, the whole topic is not of girl next. It's not... Um, what they said in the in the in the mean press and some of the mean people that made comments without watching the movie. I hate that. I think if you're going to make comments, first of all, I don't make negative. Sometimes I'll do kind of a negative thing on a movie when I take time, and I'm sorry I lost that time. I'll make a quip on Twitter or something, but I don't want to go and make a review or mark something down or, or whatever. I just prefer to stay out of that negativity. You know what I mean? Okay, I saw it. It didn't really work for me. Okay, I'm moving on. But with Girl Next, there was like a whole army of people that wanted to, you know, shame us for, and they were just really, they really wanted to take like, you know, this woke angle of, you know, we're misogynist and we're, we're white uh, males. We have no right to make that movie, <laughs> you, know, you know, that attitude. And I'm, it's, it's, it's bad. I mean, you know, I, I, you know, we, we, uh, you know, defended against it the best we could and we got, um, you know, we've had some, and I need to find this blurb. We have like, uh, you know, some, some, you know, semi-famous people making, you know, some great comments on the, on the film for Julian Sands and uh, uh, Richard Stanley, the guy that did uh, Color Out of Space with uh, Nicolas Cage, and um, you know, and 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 you know, the thing about Julian Sands, he was a you know actor in the eighties. He did. He was in, uh, I guess the most mainstream thing he did was uh, Boxing Elena. But he's a very talented English guy. And anyway, he um, he really kind of got it. And he gave a speech at the last uh, Texas Frightmare weekend. It was a huge convention for horror. And we screened Girl Next there. And um, he gave an introduction to it. I think we showed the trailer for Quantum Devil, too. Quantum Devil's been delay because we wanted to delay it because we you know we want to we want to launch it at an auspicious time rather than save six months you know what i mean um so we premiered it there basically and it's all it's been selling you know around the world and you can see it free on tubi but he gave it this uh, introduction. We went on and on about uh, Larry is directing, which I've always known about Larry, that he had the gift. But, um, you know, that, uh, you know, just comparing it to really, you know, to like our Lord and Savior, Stanley Kubrick, thing like that, and saying, you know, he said the word subversive. He said it was very subversive. He got it totally, what was going on. And he told that audience there. And the audience, there were a few people that were famous in the horror world, but I, I can't remember who they were. There were people there that weekend like, uh, you know, I think this next one coming up, they're going to have John Carpenter, you know, They Live. And maybe they'll even screen They Live. Wouldn't that be hot? And we're going to screen Quantum Devil there. And maybe the documentary. So we'll see. But anyway, just catching up. Um, so we had that. You know, we had you know, opinions from people that kind of really know what they're doing. Also, Chris Gore at, uh, at Film Threat, um, a, a critic there who wasn't paid to do anything. You know, they, you know what I mean? He wasn't paid to, to give us a nice view. You, you can, you know, go 
They'll say they'll do a podcast with you if you invest with them in their magazine, Film Threats. They've been around a long time. But, uh, you know, they gave like a, a 9 out of 10 review. <clears throat> and, um, you know, the, the main thing they said is extreme watchability, that you can watch it again and again from different angles. And that's what I, you can watch it again and again from different angles. Then when you get the book, it's really going to, if you're really into it, you're really a fan. If you and, and when I say fan, what I mean is you too want to go where we're going. You too want to get beyond that veil of time and space. You too want to live. You too are curious. You've been told to accept a reality all your life. But that reality has not been real. And so, you know, when Lorian goes, um, finally, you know, has her big awakening moment, you know, her ayahuasca moment, and she just like ends up with herself, another Lorian in the car, and that Lorian is querying her, qu- quizzing her, and you know, kind of accusing her of of something. And she's like, um, but what she does tell her is, "We'll either bend or break." And then she disappears, and then the, the car crashes into the hallway, and then she's in the mannequin room with all these mannequins some of which are just dead people. And then she finds herself in the mannequin room, a mannequin, and then she pulls the mask off, and it's her, only she's dead. And then she takes her place in the mannequin room, you know, uh, with all the other mannequins. And she says, during that time, there's a voiceover going that says, you know, I'm... You know, most people don't know they're programmed but they are really a program of a program. And so when people say about AI coming, when they're a program of a program, I mean, I don't think I need to spell this out for you. You're de- well, who programmed them then? The program programmed them. It was already a program. Well, who's doing it? Well, I don't know, computers. I, inculcating someone else to do it. Cloning. So it throws into disarray, girl next, the entire idea of being, of existence. So what are we now? At the very least, we're programs of programs. At the very least. And at the very most... We're clones. Even though you, you can remember your family. You remember sitting at the table, right, this time of year. You know, I, I like to think of family, I think, something I've never had. But, you know, the cliche of it. And where did I get this? Uh, the family up at the, the mountain house. Okay, the mount, on a lake. You know, help me out here. With the extended family, you know, 20, 30 People, 40 people. And there's room for everybody, tucking them in nooks and crannies and bunk beds and, you know, 10 bedrooms or whatever it is. And, um, you know, and and then there's the uh, games and and there's the idea of uh, going to the local mountain and skiing and meeting up with hot toddies with a big fireplace that you can almost walk into and everyone's sitting around in their little pajamas and, 
you know, having presents and big, you know, it, it's all like one big TV commercial. But it never existed, folks. And even if it did, the people participating in it, it's not their original story. They're just acting out the program. This is what it's supposed to look like. This is what you do. This is how you act. This is what you wear. Here's your little beanie cap with a little ball on the end. You know, red and white. Here's old grandpa with the uh, the big keg of the big, the big bottle. What was that? Was that, uh, oh God, what kind of whiskey is that that comes on a, that looks like a, um, looks like a cannon? Wild turkey. Okay, thank you. Wild turkey, uh, the, you know, and then st- you know, stealing shots throughout the day to deal with the stress, right? And um, uh, um, I was just going to say, um, you know, and then and then, and then there's all this uh, reality creeps in in the in the in the realm, you know, in the in the way of sin. So and so has the hots for so and so has the hots for so and. Uh, other people are planning business moves to do that one in and do this one in. And uh, so-and-so's been stealing from this one for, you know, uh, years and years being a fiduciary of, of the trust fund or whatever it is. <laughs> and um, all of it, the entire thing, isn't real. So your parents aren't real. Your circumstances of being born in a hospital, you know, you, you, your mother was pregnant and then you got born in a hospital and here's your birth certificate and here's your ID and then you went to school as a little kid. You were taken down to the school and then you were brought home or you rode your bike or you walked or however you got there and then you learned things that were... Um, you didn't learn anything, really. You just learned about socialization and you're taking your place in society because little kids are already pre-programmed to, to, to be a little society. Already. Already, they're playing games. They're, they're already uh, you know, gang-stalking and bullying each other, aren't they? <laughs> yes, they are. They're already, they're already uh, you know, at it. And they have... Uh, you know, the, 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 the prime, you know, the, the bad boy guy, he's got the girl. And the good boy gets uh, shunned to the side, his heart broken. And the girl's wielding the power over everybody, right? In second grade? In, first, in, in third grade? Second grade? First grade? So they already know everything. They're already inculcated with the whole thing. They're already so she socias. So where'd they learn that? Not from mom and dad. I mean, maybe seeing mom and dad, you know, uh, in the house with their friends or something. But who is dad? I'm sorry, I know I'm bringing this up right now, right? Right now, Christmas. Who is dad? Who the is dad? Who's mom? Who's Auntie M? Who is Cousin XYZ, ABCDEFG? Who are they? 
How do you know that you're all really related by, how do you know it's pure blood? Meaning there's no other blood in there, just that family is all you guys' blood, no way else. How do you know? It says so on the birth certificate. I mean, how do you know? I mean, if the reality is uh, programmed, and if this is a piece of fiction, then they can you know, make it appear that you're all blood relatives when you're not. So now once you get to that point of questioning and you start getting interested in science, you know, and well, I can prove that this is my blood. I can prove it. Do a, um, a study on, uh, a look at the studies on uh, different um, genomes, uh, different, um, you know, uh, husbands and wives' blood types and what they usually get, um, you know, when they, when they give birth. Say, like, you had an RH negative and RH positive. That's always a good one. Go ahead and look at those studies. I think you'll find that in the end of it, you'll be more confused than when you began because there's a, a real, you know, political angle to it. You know, that the, uh, the RH negatives, uh, you know, are coming from the fallen angels and the... Because you don't have the rhesus monkey genes, that means oh, you don't, you know, uh, you you don't come from these monkeys. You've blown our whole theory. Yeah, oh man. And all the presidents of the United States, yes, sir. Decorum, sir. If it's decorum, you put on a dress, son. Thank you. Um, you uh. The United States, which is on its way out. Um, the, you look up the blood types of the, uh, you know, and I doubt you'll see an RH uh, positive a human. Well, I'm very careful with those bloodlines. Life is in the blood. Yeah, well, a secret component to life is in the blood. The blood can give energy. You can fortify your blood with iron. And, you know, I, I took once, I took a Myers cocktail intravenously, and, uh, and I felt good for a, a day or two afterwards. It fortified the blood. A lot of B12 and... You know, and uh, people get blood transfusions. Boy, they feel good. They take the blood of children, and um, they get a transfusion based on their blood type. The transfusion is legal. It costs about twelve thousand dollars. Last I checked, and you can swap your blood out for that child, or you can you know make it mainly that new blood. And you'll run around, um, you know, like a Babe in the woods for, uh, how long does that last? A couple weeks? Not even a week. <laughs> Before you're feeling shitty again. Before it just wears down to that same old blood you had before. Because 
That blood cannot reverse the aging process, but it can give you a bump. I mean, people would say that's what they do with Biden. He gets a blood transfusion. He gets uh, he gets some uh, nootropic uh, drugs, right? They, they just give him a big cocktail of cognitive, uh, you know, dopamine, uh, ex- you know, you know, flutters and uh, and endorphins. And you know, he gets up there, he does his thing, and he gets angry and confused, and then they pull him away. What is that? Is that is that a country? Is that your country? The good old you, really? That's your country. Um, so, all of this is, you know. And there's a way. I don't want to be cynical. No, not cynical. But it's not real. It's you know. It's unfortunate that there are predators out there that that group together. They're criminals. And they induct, you know, future criminals out of high school and and younger, even very young, you know, through uh, uh, sex contacts and such uh, of the elites. And, you know, groom them. No, not for sex. This is after that. Groom them for power to keep the cabal going. What's the cabal? It's a collective. It's a collective of people under the auspices of a certain... Uh, you know, either fallen angel or a, a, a entity or entities that are not of this world, and um, for the you know for the purpose of ruling the world. And what happened with COVID? Well, they pulled back the uh, velvet glove, and they showed you the iron fist. They showed you that there is no representative uh, democracy or, or, or republic, anything like that, anywhere on earth. And there hasn't been. You've, you've all been fooled. You've all been duped. And um, barring any, any you know, further epiphanies of knowledge... People tend to go back to the flock and and what what they are they are your abuser. This power cabal, you're not in it. It's a big club and you're not in it. Said George Carlin. That is exactly right. It's a big club, and you're not in it. So what you are is you are the victim. You know, just technically speaking, you know, just in a in I don't mean in a in a in a in a, in a personal pejorative way. What I mean is. You were the victim in, in, a, in, a, in a basic construct. You know, you're the victim, they're the oppressor. Okay? There's an oppressor and the victim, just like the good old commies say. Well, they're right. They just have the wrong, <laughs> the wrong take on it. But that's right. There is a, um, you know, a, uh, a kingdom here on the earth it's ruled by Satan. And these people are the... Um, you know, are, are the high-ranking people in that that you see, that you know, that tell you what to do, especially when you see a guy like Bill Gates um, scolding people for not going along with it so he's going to cook up an even better virus, and, and he admits it on television, and nobody calls him on it. <laughs> and so, so my prediction is people will continue to suffer, obviously, because they're not going to call him on it. They're not going to. 
You know, they don't, you don't see them calling out Klaus Schwab. And in fact, if you mention Klaus Schwab on Twitter, you could get your account pulled even now. Yeah. You know, and so, but, but really fundamentally, I mean, getting back to what, you know, we started talking about is what is, uh, what is, what is the point of all this? What, what is the, uh, the issue here? Um, besides learning what the world is. But what's the pursuit? The pursuit, ladies and gentlemen, I contend, and I will stand on this fact, the pursuit is life. I mean not dying. I mean not aging. Somehow being able to live. Never forget that's a, that's a, that's a you know, maybe a fairly carnal or vain pursuit, but that pursuit is you know, kind of the essence of what drives everything. And then the other aspect is, of course, concealing it from the masses so they don't get in on it too because we're going to live, you know. All we got to do is sacrifice the masses. And as a reward, yes, folks, reward, that's the key ingredient here. The reward for sacrificing humanity that we wish never was created in the first place will be you get to be eternal beings like us. However, prior to that moment where you take flight, you must become synthesized, digitized. Something other than biological. Because God's big mistake was making biological that would wear out. Physical planets wear out. Suns wear out. It's all wrong. We want to live. The Luciferian, the Masons, the, the uh, you know, any, name any group you want. You know, they want to live. The science community, the scientific dictatorship, the military-industrial complex. You think it's about enemies here and there and blowing people up? No, it's all about sacrificing Humanity in exchange for e- eternal life on their own terms, remaining conscious through the transition, which should be death, but is not death, but is life. Okay, so given that hatred, yeah, so here's the thing. Getting back to Girl Next for a minute, okay. So, given that these people represent the military-industrial complex, okay, and given that we have people going through what we we already know about very well called trauma-based mind control, but what's the real pursuit? You know, and the trauma-based mind control, i.e. making sex dolls for the erectile dysfunction set in Dubai, let's say. (laughs) Uh, That's not exactly it. You know, um, and, and, and so, you know, it's, 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 I think you could probably, you know, this would be a great film to have in a, in a, in a college to break it down or something or some, you know, class or some, You'd never get to the bottom of it, but you could at least, at least you could have some fun 
with the with the concepts, the the more you learn. Of course, you know it it, it goes on from there into this uh, the uh, the uh, you know to the next piece. There's you know that that we're setting up now the next thing, and then of course you'll see Quantum Devil, which is kind of back to you know a more traditional story, but it's it's a uh, morality tale because karma is very much involved, right? You can't just go kill billions of people and not get it, you know, on yourself, you know, karma. You can't just go do evil and expect that God is just going to look the other way. God is not mocked. What you sow, so shall you reap, period, for everybody. So the magis and the sorcerers and the witch queens and the witches and all their minions try to find somebody to blame. Someone that would receive that bad karma. Someone that would, would, would get punished for their sins. Right? The, you know, kind of a trans-appropriation uh, you know, punishment uh, uh, program. Because they know there's a backlash. Because in the quantum universe, which is God, there's always a consequence. So how can you ever build anything? You can't. And when you learn that you can't, then you, you, you're starting to get it now. You start developing a, an understanding of this presence there that's watching you. It's, you're not sure what it is. The church has called it he. Sometimes had a like like or the Holy Spirit was her, and but none of these pronouns really work. I am is is hard to use. And my pronouns are I and M. You know, I mean, it's kind of hard to use. But but the the point is, you start becoming aware, and when you start becoming aware, then you start becoming fearful of consequences. And as the Bible says, <clears throat> which is. No, no other book is really going to tell you this. I mean, some some have deal with morality quite quite well. You know, we have morals around the world, but you start to understand that you've done a lot of bad things. You didn't know that before. You thought you were fine, and then you start learning that you know there is a consequence, and then you start becoming a friend. Then you start saying, "Oh, geez, I need some help," and then. You start realizing um, about God, you know what I mean? And that, as they call it, is the beginning of wisdom. And then you learn about, you know, then, then you learn, well, there must be a, a way to redemption. Is there a way that I could clean my record? Is there a way that I could somehow just live, you know what I mean? And you know, despite the fact I'm doing things I don't want to do and I'm not doing things I should be doing, and I, how can I just live, how can I find peace with that? awareness now that I have, you know, that's been developed within me, I know, by God himself. And then the answer, of course, is Jesus, the Redeemer. He's there for you. He's there so that you can be redeemed. He took you and everybody else because God handed us over to Jesus. Did you know that? God had... He handed us over to Jesus, and we don't even know when. 
not even in time, outside of time. But we were handed over to, to Jesus Christ. To the, We were handed over that, you know, he would keep us unto the day of, a lot of people think it's the day of death. He would hand us over for the journey to go where? Home. Is home heaven? Well, they heaven, from what I understand, and you know, the real definition means, you know, up there, up, you know, other realms, whatever up there. But then we hear from Paul, we understand there's many levels of heaven. So there are dimensions. And then we find out from Jesus that there's unlimited amounts of dimensions and heavens and um, aspects and configurations and as many as you can imagine, and then more. That Jesus could actually minister to seven billion people at the same time and still you know, be that singular person and still be the Godhead. And then you say, well, what about me? I'm, no, you, me, Jesus, God, all of it is just one thing. You know, and that's what that gets it. The Eastern mind has a little bit easier time grasping that idea. The West has always tried to 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 make it a duality. You know, dualism. Dualism. It just means conflict. You know what I mean? It's it, there's no peace there in a duel. A duel is a fight. No peace till the duel is over. Right? One 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 dies. So dualism, good versus evil, and then we look at ourselves in the mirror and it's you know, good one day, bad another, good, bad, mixed. No peace! So where's the next thing, pastor? The next thing, children, is, you know... The person of Jesus, and you know, and and people say, well, well, what does that mean? You know, how can I have some kind of reassurance? Um, you know that that uh, things are going to work out and be all right. And um, you know, it's um, uh, you know that's why I focus on Revelation one, eighteenth verse. Um. You know, um, you know that that, that uh, I need to I need to go back. I'm sorry, I need to go back to uh, Revelation uh, one seventeen and eighteen. And my, why did you do this? This stupid. You know, I have to rely on my my eyes can't really see um, very well anymore. And and but that's okay. Okay. And when I, you know, I, but, um, okay, so, okay, so this is going to really blow your mind. I mean, you'll, you'll, you'll say, I never heard that before. Now you be not, no, many of you have many times, but, but some may find it refreshing. When I saw him, I fell at his feet as though dead. But he laid his right hand on me, saying, Fear not, 
Okay, so you, now, his hand's on you. Fear not. I am the first and the last. And the living one. I died, and behold, I am alive forevermore. And I have the keys to death and Hades. Write, therefore, the things you have seen, those uh, that are and those that are to take place after this. As for the mystery of the seven stars that you saw in my right hand and the seven golden lampstands, the seven stars and are the angels of the seven churches and the seven lampstands are the seven churches. So that's very, you know, a mystery locked in, in the Bible. We've done a lot of studies on this, the seven churches. And, you know, of course, that pertained to a different time and place. You know, when the churches were just, uh, you know, had begun and the state that they had arrived to, most of them, you know, went satanic. The book of Jude was included as, as if to say the whole thing went to shit. And, um, you know, but, but um, you know, it really doesn't matter because, um, because Jesus is the living one. Okay, so who you are in Christ then would be you now have the identity of a living one. You're, you're a living one. Everything he says about himself is true of you. So, um, you know, what's well, true of you in the sense if you're in Christ and he's the first and last, you're the first and last. The Alpha and the Omega. And then you realize that, and then I am the living one. What does that mean? That means um, I never die. So therefore, there's no beginning and no end to eternity. Eternity is eternity. Um, I am the first and the last of this particular um, story, this particular, um, um, I guess we, we could call it some kind of a synthetic, um, proscribed, preordained, you know, programmed life. But everything that happens to people, you know, um, within the confines of this particular you know, uh, uh, life that Paul called a race. To run, though, you should win, meaning to keep your faith no matter what, because faith, of course, is the bridge to the eternal, right? It's the bridge to the miracles, the bridge to the to Christ, the bridge to everything. Without faith, you have nothing. So the whole obsession, then, with life, the whole point of the, of the groaning world and suffering is that there will be life, and life is uh, through Messiah. He'll save us. He'll redeem us. We, had, you know, we were taught that we had fallen, and that we needed a way to be redeemed. You know, some way that wouldn't violate God. You know what I mean? Some way that would be legal. And the only way was the death of the was the death of the Lamb. But then the Lamb is eternal and can't die. 
So we have this, um, you know, we have the wrath of the Lamb. So we have the death of the Lamb. And then, and then we have this uh, eternal, uh, uh, the result being, you know, e- eternal life. The result being the blood of the Lamb is the most efficacious, the most expensive. You hear about Alex Jones being what sued for, I don't know, someone said a trillion. It's, it's so absurd, such a clown show, I can't even go there. But you know what I mean? But here's something, a drop of this blood that is the most valuable thing in the world and can actually be appropriated by someone with faith in prayer. And that when you receive... Ben's getting getting excited. When you receive the, uh, you know the anointing and you have knowledge then you understand that you are made eternal but you but but you already were you 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 never you know the 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 womb doesn't matter because there was no beginning of you in the womb there was no end of you in the grave and whatever you did decide was already decided before you were born. And so it's this, you know, kind of interesting chicken-egg situation, which, you know, a lot of quantum physics has that kind of configuration too. And um, when I say quantum physics, what I mean by that is basic quantum physics is witchcraft, sorcery. Meaning, okay, so here's the, the, if, if you know this, then you know you know, better than 99% of the people. Okay, so I can be in a location. Uh, let's say here, let's say I can take an object and have it in a location and have another object a trillion miles away. So the same thing, somehow uh, they're connected together in, in some kind of way. Maybe they're identical or they communicate at a certain frequency, whatever. And they're communicating a trillion miles away from each other. And they communicate. One affects the other and so forth. Okay, so... Okay, so take it into symbolic magic. Okay, this little voodoo doll represents, you know, you know, uh, Donald Trump or whatever. <laughs> and uh, I'm going to torture this, this thing... You know, and I, I need the, 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 the you know, the, the, the aspects of witchcraft, but it's, you know, first beginning with sympathetic magic, the voodoo doll. And I'm either going to do a ritual and call for, a you know, some kind of demon, a host or whatever to uh, give the power inside the circle. The circle was, you know, they're trying to establish an internal circle of power to get this thing done and to hurt this, this doll, which really represents Donald Trump. So they stick it with needles and they shoot it in the head and they pee on it and they poop on it and they do what you know put some some actual hair on there too you know that belong to Trump if they can find it some dust articles where he where he ate or where the, you know the the, uh, the the waitress picks it up off the brushes it into the you know thing and gives it to her witchy friends and they just you know really go at it. And uh, and then it affects him, you know. But then if it doesn't, you say, well, then he has God's protection. 
because God's protection will trump any and all, you know, ceremonies done. Don't get me wrong. No, no, this witchcraft, this is really science, and it's very, very powerful. And the only reason it's science, well, actually, you know, the military has taken it up big time. You know, there's some, um, you know, such a thing as thing, uh, re- remote killing. Um, there's uh, remote intelligence gathering, you know, where they take kids and they give them images and things and say, what do they see? And they, they take the data. And oftentimes the data reveals something about the target they're going after. Or they're trying to find something like that. So you've got that. And then you have the modalities of power. Now, a lot of these witches have a lot of knowledge that, they gain over generations, but, you know, traveling, shape-shifting, you know, um, usually they're involved in in big time in in politics. Uh, They're involved big time in lawfare, in in law, uh, which is, um, and what they're trying to do is affect, you know, the outcome of, you know, the elections. Uh, It's no... It's an interesting tidbit to understand that in America, the biggest move to witchcraft uh, has happened in the last five years. The last five years has been almost a doubling of witches, and they all were focused on Trump at one point. And then you saw what happened. Okay, so after that, they were emboldened, and then they, they started going after everybody. You know, with this idea that they'll, they'll hide under the wokeism thing and they'll hide there. But I mean, basically, what they're doing is the full on, you know, using the science of witchcraft to get their way. But there's a hitch. The hitch is they can't, you know, there's certain things they can't do. One is they need to have a scapegoat or it comes back on them. Okay. The other thing is, they don't know what to do with the with the children of God, so they have this edict of, well, we need to get rid of them. We need to kill them all. Then we'll have a level playing field, huh? Elections. Then, then we'll have a you know, then we'll have a world. But the problem, and they always do this, and they always fail, is that, and, and many of these people are scientists. Okay. And they have lab coats on and stuff, and then writing down data. And the witchcraft and the the the, the what they call the dark arts is really science, but it's a science of other dimensions. It's a science of of, of you, you know uh, psychic abilities. It's a, a science of you know like I can affect something a trillion miles away, or in another dimension, or another parallel me, or this or that. All of those things it's a, it's obsessed with. But the one problem that they run into every single time, and why can't they get the hell off the earth? What the hell's wrong with them? (laughs) They can't get off the earth. They can't really just... Why haven't we gone out and colonized Mars? Well, Mars is a big topic in this whole thing. But, you know, it has to do with, you know, do you remember, you know, in the book of Genesis, where God put this gigantic cherub, the flaming sword or whatever, 
blocking the way to eternal life. Remember that? Or the humans would know like what we know. And who are we? Fallen and unfallen? Fallen angels? Angels? God's throne? God's kingdom? God in plural? Elohim? Who, what are we talking about here? They'll be like us, knowing good from evil. Well, they'll be like us, knowing good from evil, being able to wield good and evil, being able to run things. They might overthrow the, the, the concern there is they might, you know, learn all this and then overthrow the system. So that gave these people a lot of ammo because they think, well, there's a chance we could compete with them, with Elohim. Is there a chance? What do you mean block the way to eternal life so they, or they would know good and evil like us? What are they worried about? What are they worried about? Um, let that remain just an open question for now. Let's, let's let that remain an open question. You know, what are they worried about? Why put a big chair, you know, angel with a giant sword there blocking the portal to eternal life, going through that door, and you're, you're, you're not just eternal, you're anything you want to be. You know, you haven't merged with God. You're now God. So there's this paradox. Were we always God? Is everything God? Then we come back to failure. The failure. The one thing they want to do is to wipe out humanity so that they can ascend. They have no plan of a, a utopia, another Atlantis, or anything like that. There's no plan. The plan is to rewild the earth and to mow down all the uh, structures and to, uh, and to you know, produce enough climate change, which they control, that would, uh, that would re-terraform uh, the earth in terms of uh, you know, uh, carbon, which is the idea of get rid of carbon and make it a wasteland. And if possible, maybe blow it up on their way out. Or anything God made, destroy. Joe Biden in the White House. He's, there he is at the desk with all the pens. What does he do the moment he gets in there? He goes, he starts signing order after order, reversing everything Trump did. Yes. Don't forget this. This is very important. He actually literally goes backwards. He's dancing backwards, backwards dance, Babylonian, you know, you know, Marduk, Satan. It's a backwards dance, you know, Antichrist against God, against God's will. He goes backwards and marks every single thing, you know, or if you like, he's a dog pissing on every plant that uh, Trump had something to do with. <laughs> Either way, it's creating a magic. An instant, boom, boom, boom. And what's the thing about magic that people want so bad? Instant gratification. I do this, bam, over there. I do that, bam, over there. Bank account, huge, explodes. Uh, but what'd you have to do? Well, I did have to sacrifice a few people. Yeah, but it, it happened. Uh-huh. Oh, oh, now that you've said that, it may all be taken away. Oh, everything is just on eggshells, isn't it? It's worse than that. There is no peace. 
So the witches are a failure in the sense that they can't seem to get beyond this situation. And in essence, in a sense, they become our jailers. Using humanity as a battery source, a power source, to continue unabated, right? Remember that line from Girl Next? So they could continue unabated with their great work, their great humanitarian service of turning people into zombies. Okay? That's all they can really do. Thank you. You want to know how to get out of a witchcraft situation? Father, the witches are after me again. I hand the whole battle over to you. In Jesus' name, amen. Okay, that's it. That's one way. I bind all of their witchcraft by the blood of Jesus and cast it out as I cast them out. I hand over to you, Lord, all of this, the, witch, the witches all around, they're doing their, you know, their mental, you know, masturbation shit against me. And uh, please take them and help me, Lord. Help me get free of this litany of, 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 uh, of this cacophony of, uh, of, of damages, of, of hurts, of pains, of sickness, of ill health. I mean, and, you know, we've gone through, I don't explain, I don't go, you know, give you a, play by play but I've you know let me just put it this way uh, God doesn't doesn't just remove us from the pain we go through it sometimes and we learn but you know we've almost lost people we've had uh, you know what you might call bad luck and things that, that seem to be uh, too many times in a row you know <laughs> and you know and you know the, the usual stuff of Stuff missing. I mean, there's an ongoing battle, and um, you know, and we've had uh, people step out from the ether, from the other side, and say something to us, and then go away. I mean, I don't say that to people too. I say it to you guys here, and we have witnesses. But I mean, you were there that day. I know, but I'm just saying. Right, but people don't understand. You know, this happens. And, uh, and, and, you know, and they, uh, you know, and, 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 and more bizarre and, and also close calls with death. And, you know, I, 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 you know, it's, it's, it's uncanny how, how dangerous it is out there in the world. But again, you're a, a child of the most high God. You're his child. So you push into him for protection, Right. You push into your father for protection. You you appropriate the blood of Jesus on this podcast so that you can receive a benefit from it and not have interference from all the chatterboxes that are trying to take anything of knowledge that you could use to help you away from you so that you forget everything. Oh, yeah, they're, they're good at that, too. You know, wiping the slate clean so nobody knows. You know, it's gone so far that it's it's I watch it every day, you know, and it's uh, either macro or micro. I prefer macro. I don't like micro. Micro means I'm getting hurt. Then why would they hurt me? Because there's two reasons why witchcraft will hurt you. One, you've done something that pisses them off, 
And then they, you know what I mean? And, and there's, and well, well, they, they'll go all the way to, you know, killing you. I mean, there's no, there's no end to the wrath. Even your own death wouldn't be enough. You know what I mean? They'd have to do something, you know, in addition to that. Make it so you can't be buried. Make it so that, you know, whatever. So there's that aspect of it. And you could call that the occult, witchcraft, you know, secret societies, assassination clubs, whatever. And then, you know, there's an, an, another aspect of it, which is uh, that there's a, you know, a general malaise like we have here in the United States today, which is, uh, you know, which where where basically everything is is... If you could just see the air, and the air was colored in witchcraft, the whole thing would be a pall over our land of witchcraft. You know, it's all under their control. And when you have that kind of thing, it's like a general thing. So anybody out of step with that then eventually gets targeted, right? And then, of course, your gang stock and all that comes from the same, same source of witchcraft, occultism, same people. And, of course, the police agencies, military, all that, they're all involved in it. They're up to their eyeballs in it, okay? Uh, people that become celebrities on that, you know, you, you read about, uh, there have been people from time to time who've told you that people had to be sacrificed to justify that wealth. But there's another aspect to it, and that's, you know, uh, something uh, the late Russ Dizdar used to talk about. Uh, are you going to let me talk, or you're just going to interrupt me? What are you going to do? Ben's, uh, I got up early. I, I had to do this podcast. I, you know, this is this Christmas pot season here. And I realized that I've just, uh, I need to take from here through the, you know, through the, the holiday. I don't care if it's a, you know, it's a pagan thing. My favorite day of the year is the, uh, it's the 21st of December is my favorite day of the year. Why is that? It's because that's when, the days begin start to come back to us. And I just love that thought. And then I look up again in March. You know, by March, we're coming into the equinox of the spring and you do, the sun's higher and things are starting to look more promising and there's all the trees look like they're going to bud and everything looks like it's going to be renewed. And, you know, it's just a nice thing to go through that. But it all begins on the 21st. Now, unfortunately, we have a bunch of practitioners in the world who... Take the winter solstice, the 21st, you know, as this is ben, Ben's over here. Ben's is, he's a puppy and he's really got a lot of energy. And he's, what that means is he's, he, he's just full of it and he's got to, you know, expend that energy. I want to take him to the dog park, uh, but we just feel he's got to get just a little bit older because of the teething issue. Yeah. Yeah, yeah. Yeah, well, he had a rough start, but he's doing okay now. So, so this witchcraft thing, that, that this pall over the land, what that means then, you know, for the, you know, any child of God, whatever, is, is okay. So we're being called to, you know, and this is the announcement. We're being called to this higher power. We're being called to this higher life right now over this. And oh, and I don't care that Jesus wasn't born on Christmas Day, or you know, I I, I don't care about a lot of them. You know what I mean? They they make things easy and for kids to understand. I don't, you know, I know that, you know, for Jesus it's really you know Rosh Hashanah, and 
I, I understand that. I, I'm not into the, you understand, there's Christ. There's, 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 and, and he's talking to us. Listen, he's talking to us from the other side. He's saying, you know, I, I go to prepare a place for you. In my father's house, there are many mansions. Dimensions. 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 Configurations. Simulations. Except in this case, you're running it. You're emanating it. Your consciousness producing it. You're creating it. Big difference than being a victim of it. You've come here to this, you know, thing. I like to call it the Job simulation because everyone I know seems to be like Job. It's really strange. It's like, you know, yeah, and, and those who persist, though, you know, tend to overcome and, 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 and tend to be blessed. They tend to be restored. And those who are kind of flighty and they go back and forth, they don't have much in the way of faith. They don't have much in the way of fear of God. They tend to, you know, not do so well. And of course... The witches, witchcraft, magic, the, you know, the practitioners, the, the Crowleyites, the, uh, you know, the Golden Dawn, the, uh, you know, and the various other secret societies, including the United States, uh, is really Babylon. So you've got the United States of Babylon, right? When they do Babylonian rituals when one, of the, when one of their royalty dies. You saw McCain, you saw Bush. Those are Babylonian rituals. So they show you who they are, and you know they build a big obelisk, and they have a big reflecting pool, and they have a, you know an oval office, and they have statues of masons. I mean, you know they 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 just are begging you. They're saying, "Look, please understand, you don't live in you know you thought this was a Christian nation, and no Christian nation would ever have such blasphemy as architecture. No one, including the Capitol building." And everything else. They would never, ever, 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 ever do that. If you're truly dedicated to Jesus Christ, if that's really what it is, Christian, then you would not allow those things to become permanent in the land. You know, I often look at the, the Washington Monument, i.e. Satan, as, as being a middle finger in God's face. It's like, well, if I flew into you know, Washington, D.C., and I saw that, I would think that the nation was a, uh, you know, dedicated to Satan. That is not the message you want to send, you know, because most people think God's up there, right? They go, oh, he's up there. I got to have a reflecting pool because I got to, you know, I got to manipulate. No, you're not going to manipulate anything, you fool. Sit down. And most people get into all this stuff because they want wealth at first. Then it's life, you know, when they start, right? Oh, God, cancer. Oh, no. You know, they start dark arts to cure cancer. I need a victim to, to sacrifice. And I'll, you know, eventually they start learning about human sacrifice. Then they say, you know, get in line. There's a lot of people willing to sacrifice their mothers, their brothers, whatever, in order to have the, you know, the claim to fame to get in the club. But what is the club? The club is just simply... A bunch of um, P 
people that have, you know, crossed a certain line that were accepted as, you know, chosen, a very important word, chosen to, to, to carry out the, uh, the, the edicts of, you know, the gods, the demons, the, 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 the lowerarchy, uh, in their effort to control, but at the same time allowing openings or trying to open areas so they can come through and rule and reign. It's always about that. With the proviso that, they will then get their chance to escape to eternal life. But see, that just never really happens. They stay here and they keep doing, you know what I mean? They keep doing more and more because they also are addicted to evil. Evil is very addicting. Evil is basically the worship of death in order to uh, manipulate things in life, uh, you know, from behind the scenes so that the host... Uh, the people, the the victims would would never be the wiser, and that's what you have here. It's just, it's a uh, it's it's a uh, a whole bunch of uh, you know greedy forces trying to vie for control. You know, everybody wants to rule the world, and uh, you know, basically the form of control that that uh, the you know whoever's at the top of the totem pole is totalitarianism, George Orwellism. You know, uh, for the whole world, and, and you know, includes degradation, human suffering, human human hurt. Uh, you, you know, because that's a power source, and then eventual, you know, human death, which they believe is you know the final solution. Ah, Auschwitz, the final solution, so that they um, can then be admitted into the intergalactic uh, world of uh, beings. And, of course, you, you know, I don't even have to even explain the fundamental flaw in that thinking. The fundamental flaw in that thinking is, but you see, they're still thinking in terms of, you know, of, of, you know God, creator, because, I mean, that's other. Where are they going to go? You know, ether, you know, blackness, nothingness, where they can be creators themselves? Well, how would they, you know? Or are they also dependent on creator? Well, they're dependent on creator because everything they do, they use creator and try to, you know, subvert it, pervert it, turn it upside down, and use it for for power against the unsuspecting, meek, the weak, the poor, and uh, and and so you know, and and it goes on like that. So that's and and the solution to the entire thing, of course, um, is Jesus Christ. Whether you are feeble-minded, whether you know everything, whether you're innocent, whether you're savvy, it doesn't really even matter, because you know, in the end, the only well, the only reason people become savvy is because you're being attacked. You have to learn, you know, the depths of Satan. The Bible calls it in order to then, you know, not just fight back, but 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 survive. You know, and me. My survival is just very barely there because I had things wrong with me, and you know, with it, you know, genetically, I think too, you know, with, uh, you know, the, with uh, you know, depression and you know, all kinds of things that that would make you feel suicidal, you know, to where it would be, you know, it'd be an easy target for suicide, and um, 
you know, uh, but at the same time, so looking back on everything that happened, there's no way I should really be here. The only reason I'm here, I can see, is that God protected me and steered me this way, that way. Whatever the millions of decisions that were made and myriad things, and you know, it wound up with me being here talking to you right now and, and just saying, hey, let's celebrate this time of Jesus because Jesus is the one not only have we been waiting for, but then we found out from Jesus that we were indeed chosen. And when when you're chosen by God, uh, that's about the highest form of chosen you can get. I mean, uh, you, a lot of these bloodlines and all these you know sort of, sort of offshoots of royalty and all this, all this sort of you know you know of, of people trying to hang on to their prior power. And, uh, you know, try to use reincarnation as a method of, uh, you, you know, continuing existence, right? Because of, uh, of uh, the uh, recycling, I, you, know, I, you know, I don't know whether this is real or not, but like I've told you before, uh, the, um, I had a vision, and this was pre-Jesus, pre, I'd say about 1991, okay? So I'm writing this story, about it's called Cities of Light, and it's about you know a, one city on the moon that's made of crystal, and the people in it are kind of like a council that runs the earth, and then not too far from that, you know, on the moon, is the famous Tunnel of Light, run by the quote aliens, you know, the the the, the Whitley Streamer sort of you know, a big bug eyed you know anti you know look like sort of human ants, um, <laughs> humanoid ants. And here they are welcoming the dead and the dead are coming into the tunnel. And then, you know, further down the tunnel, the relatives, the old dogs, the, 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 the people they miss, the old friends, the family, mother, father, all the loved ones. And they go, oh, I just want to keep going in this tunnel of light. I, I don't want to come back. I want to go with you. Uh, and then it's like, you know, another one bites the dust. Good. So, right. And then the, my understanding is the whole point of that is to recycle them into, you know, into possibly another body, whatever, you know, a recycling uh, operation so they could keep on harvesting, right, like a like farm, and you know, so you you've got that going on, and and I wouldn't think anything of it except for a few years later, I read that John Lear, who has passed, but you know, he was a big contributor to this UFO world from a, from kind of a secular perspective, and he had the same thing. He had seen the moon, and he had seen this uh, what I call a soul scalping device, and he had seen it in action, and it was almost like it was identical to what I said. And I know he didn't see what I've said because I didn't really publish that. So I know he, I didn't contaminate him. You, you know what I mean? And so when he said it, I thought, oh, now that is just a, uh, a bingo there. That's, that's too specific to be, you know what I mean? It's like, it's, it's pretty specific. I, I could have just been a, imagine, because a lot of times people imagine a story. And they come out to be simple. I say, okay, I'm going to do a story on. Uh, I'm going to do a story on uh, 
a couple that's in trouble and they're trying to save their marriage. So they go to, uh, they rent a house in a remote, uh, beautiful, you know, beach somewhere. You know what I mean? And they're going to heal it. But uh, there it becomes, you know, there's a bad guy there and he ends up preying on him and the whole thing goes to hell and the whole, you know, or whatever. You know what I mean? If you took like five people and said, okay, there's the setup. Now you come up with your story about what you would do if there's, a, you know, the couple there, you know, psycho and, you know, nearby, they, they try to heal their relationship. What happens to them? Oh, maybe one was cheating on the other or something. You know, I just saw a movie like that. It's called uh, Welcome Home with Aaron Paul and uh, uh, Emily Ratajkowski and, and a wonderful Italian actor. I can't tell you the name, but he was great. So they went to Italy to heal them, you know, and everything was very predictable, but... I got the, you know, I saw that, you know, a few people can come up with the same story. You know, it's just built into our DNA, you know. So, you know, but this one about this tunnel of light thing, this, this, uh, and recycling and soul scalping, you know, with that kind of language, it's a little too specific to have just been a, you know, a, a co-imagining. You know what I mean? It didn't seem like something, you know, something as broad as what I just said, you know, a couple of, in trouble and then try to heal the marriage and then take a vacation thinking they're going to, you know, work on it and get back together and, you know, no distractions of the, of the office, the quote, the, the mythical office. There is no office, folks. All these people you see going to work with briefcases, they don't have a job. I, I've been meaning to tell you that for a while. The Lord has shown me that they don't, you know, because I'm always inquisitive and I get little crumbs from the Lord once in a while. He can't tell me everything because it, it would, you know, it, it would probably hurt my motivation. <laughs> but, but he showed me that all these people going to work, thank God I remember this, all these people going to work, and, the, and the, like I always wonder when I go to the airport, well, I don't go anymore. I, I've, I did get on a plane recently and uh, did not have a, very good experience because it's not, you know, not good. But, um, well, we're not as young as we used to be, right? Things are harder. So, you know, it's, it's just, it's, it's, it's a little tough. Uh, that having been said, all those people at the airport, the, you know, the briefcase brigade, they're all like, uh, you know, if they're in coach, they're salesmen. And if they're up in first class, they're like managers, right? Where are they going? And they're wearing suits and ties, kind of crumpled a little bit. They try to save the, the jacket, try to hang it up, but there's no room. So they fold it up and try to put it overhead, and they worry about someone else putting their stuff there. You know, all these little things that go on with people, you know. And but then I found out they aren't going to work. When they have sales meetings, there's, there's nothing... The sales are already, you know, none of this is real. All of those briefcases are fake. Everything they're working on is, there are people working on some things here and there, but by and large, the majority of people who are going to work at the company, the insurance company, the this, the that, they're, they're not, they may go there and they may get a paycheck and they may do, they may, be an adjuster, let's say. They might be a, an executive. They might be a salesman. Whatever they are, it, it's, all of it is Truman Show stuff. 
None of it. And, and so on that level, I'm, yeah, but they're all going to these different places and, they, and they're talking about, you know, I'm at IBM and I'm at so-and-so and, yeah, we're working on this and hey, we're doing that. And, and, and you know, I, I'm, uh, no, they're not going to work. I, you know, I mean, there's a desk and there's a job and they get a paycheck and they go home and they put in the bank and then they pay bills with it. I mean, that, that whole system's going on. But um, a lot of these jobs, you know, some of them are like, how, you know, how many employees do you have? Well, millions and billions, unlimited employees. That's because it's not real. It's, it's you know, it's, it's just a sea of people. And he goes, does this company, okay, proof, let me give you a little bit of proof. When Twitter, when Elon Musk took over Twitter, now I've been there since day one of his, of his reign, and it's okay. I, I, I have to. I have to govern myself. Watch out because I started talking about Satan the other day with some stranger, you know. And uh, I, I, I'm going to get in trouble. So I, I you know, kind of talk disturbs people. Uh, but anyway, um, that's the thing. Uh, he uh, he let all these people go. I don't know. There's you know thousands and Twitter was running better than it ever had did they really need those employees no they weren't jobs it's 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 a it's a it, there all of it is a gift it's a uh it, it's a gift of uh you, you know conforming to the societal norm and then they give you a gift of this illusory job which does pay and you could actually ride that paycheck all the way to retirement, but it's not and wasn't ever real. It's your reward for losing your soul. Not losing, but paying with your soul. Well, I don't feel, you know, every single one of these people uh, has a chance at redemption. So there's, you know, I'm not, I don't feel sorry for them. I just, that's their decision. I accept their decision, but I mean, if they want to, yes. If they decided uh, for, you know, if they were, you know, oh, Jesus, man, oh, suddenly I just really love Jesus. You think that's going to be it? Um, you know, is there redemption there? Well, of course there's redemption. The idea is that, uh, you know, God so loved the world, he gave his only begotten son, Jesus Christ. Okay. I love God so much, I gave him myself. I forfeited the world. I forfeited, you know, a lot of worldly success. Well, I mean, I forfeited when I was very young. I didn't even know I was forfeiting anything. I had no idea about how this worked. But I can tell you now, having seen it uh, continuously, but I can tell you that, that most of these jobs aren't real. They're a gift of Satan is what they are. They're a gift. Okay, if you don't like Satan, they're a gift of the system. Gee, what's the system? They're a gift. They're a gift. And uh, you say, well, but are you in the system? And, you know, movies, all that? Well, I mean, you know, I guess if we been in the system, you would see, you know, five-star fame. Uh, you know, I don't know. I, I See, there's another angle to this, which I'm going to, you know, embark to you, which I think will 
will really give you some confidence, and that is when you do things because the Lord has given you unction to do them, what God begins, no man can, you know, what God, if God's in it, no man can stop it. So that's the only reason we ended up doing anything with movies or reason I do anything. And I figure, well, but even if it doesn't succeed, well, I'm alive. I did what I was led to do, and it got out there, and, you know, let the chips fall where they may, and if I leave, I can't take anything with me anyway, but it's, you know, that, that uh, you know, just being obedient. So if God's in it, you know, then then you can have an endeavor that succeeds, and the people will be gunning for it, though. I, I have to warn you, they will try to break, stop you. You know, if you don't belong to their little club, they will try to stop you. They'll do anything they can, and we've been through this. But you see, what if God's in it, no man can stop it. If God's given unction to do it, then we do it. If God says, quit doing all those things and just uh, sit there on the side of the road and just look up and be with me, no problem. I, 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 I'll quit everything. I, you know, everything out. Every, every endeavor out. Every little hobby out. Every, uh, you know, everything, every, any kind of thing like that out. Just God, okay. In a heartbeat. That's the best deal I'm going to get. Right. Well, what about money? What about food? What about that? Well, I'm just going to have to trust the Lord. Just like now. No guarantee of anything. See, they have a false guarantee. They think that you know, they actually look at the economy and they wonder how the economy is doing. Their paycheck is not dependent on the economy. It's dependent on the you know the 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 goodwill or the 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 system itself. But the system also lies. How many people have their pensions cut? How many people have their paychecks cut? How many people got canceled? How many people right? Which is Satan's way of telling you, you know, you, you know, what have you done for me lately? And then they learn the big, the big picture is if you really want to go up the ladder, <laughs> you got to do some bad things, buddy. And so there's that, the system, and then of course there's God's way. And I see other people out there, you know, that, you know, that are uh, successful. I think of guys like Jim Caviezel, who to me is a pretty big hero. And uh, I think he's a wonderful person. And, uh, you know, he is, uh, he's really paid the price when he was, even when uh, Mel Gibson was casting The Passion, he said, you know, you agree to be in this movie, you're done in Hollywood. (laughs) And he was, but I've seen him in all kinds of independent films. He's done great. And I'm a big fan, and he's a big voice out there against human trafficking and child sex trafficking. So that's what kind of brings us together, as we are also. And uh, you know, we uh, uh, hey, if you guys could do anything for Pakistan, little treasure orphanage, they could certainly use help. They are just you know surviving on a thread, and they're helping hundreds and thousands of children. And street people, you know, they're they're just you know, and the orphanage is for the children, and then they need things there, and, and you can also go there and visit. You can, you know, but uh, here they are in Pakistan up against you know, uh, Muslims, uh, 
up, up against you know a system that hates them. And but what they're seeing is, and what we don't see here, they're seeing miracle after miracle of people that should die living, children being saved from brothels. You know, we're so and it's it, it's you know that's where God had us, uh, you know arrange for us to be, you know, I guess it would be a form of what, tithing? You know, being that, you know, we are the church and that, you know, so I've been led to to, to uh, give there, but they're really doing a great job, you know. And they've been very consistent. You know, you give them anything, they, you know, any money, it gets converted to food and into the children's mouths immediately. Right? There's no middleman, there's no charity thing going on. Um, so anyway, that's just, just on the side, you know, here thinking about Christmas and kids, you know, they wrote us a letter and, and all the kids, you know, would, would send us cards and they make, some of them make their own cards and it's pretty cute. It's pretty amazing that, you know, there's, these people are just, you know, they're just like God's people coming up in the streets and with all the sickness and squalor and horrible conditions and just, just terrible uh, that they're able to, um, you know, continue, you know. And I know I've been thinking about chickpeas lately and I know that Violet makes this, you know, this, this like rice and chickpeas type of thing. <laughs> and, you know, they try to stretch it. You know, they take, this is how big a bowl of rice is. Make a giant bowl, you know, with all kinds of nutrients and proteins in it and stuff like that, and, and you know, give it to all the kids and you know, and, and keep uh, stretching that dollar, stretching that that uh, that food. Now they're not in the system yet; they survive. Some die. We lost, you know, some children last week died, but we keep trying to, you know, keep the living going. I mean, that's what we're trying to do, and you know, but you can't stop death. You know, death is part of it. You know, it's very tragic when a child dies. But, you know, the point is, is that, um, okay, so we have the two systems. One, the briefcase brigade that thinks it's, you know, <laughs> and then two, uh, you, you know, God's will. Another another guy, like, well, there's Jim Caviezel, there's another guy, uh, uh, Kevin Sorbo, and his wife, uh Samantha Sorbo, Sam Sorbo, and he's a uh, very talented director, writer, actor. You've seen him out there. He's mainly Christian only because he, you know, he's tried to do uh, any kind of secular film. He's trying, you know, you get, you get your, they're, they're there, you know, the mob trying to get you, you know. But, uh, you know, so he's, uh, you know, mainly Christian content. Another one, uh, the, the, the Jesus Project, which is called the, uh, I think it's called the Chosen. Uh, they raise money through crowdfunding to do their series, and they've gotten so big now that they finance all their. They're doing just big feature films like Hollywood, but they fund everything they do. They don't need to go get extra funding here and there, or the other place. They have the funds from. Uh, from people that have just, you know, donate. And, and, you know, so that money that they've gotten from the public, they don't have to pay back. So that goes right back in the operation and they keep it going. So the, they have a platform that just seems better 
better than I would say anything I've seen in Hollywood. And now they're branching out. And I've seen this too. So I would say go with God every time because, you know, if you're a business person, you know, an artist or anybody, going with God, that doesn't mean you, you become, you know, church or a certain cliche. You just, just, you just do what you do. But it's all about God leading, you know, and you, you know, praying that you're on the right track and asking direction, you know, what to do and, 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 and all those things. Um, you know, is, is, is about the only assurance you can get. And sometimes, yes, you know, uh, a person winds up all alone and has to shift to something else. That doesn't mean it failed. That just means that... Uh, God is moving them through that process of gloom and doom and then exaltation again to teach them things. And, and so anyway, I, you, know, you know, I always find that the Lord leads us better than we can lead ourselves. We just have to be in prayer and be very careful. You know, it's like left here, no right, no, go right here. I accepted the invitation of the party. Don't go to that party. Okay, Lord. Uh, you know, I'm supposed to show up at this. Like, don't go to lunch. They'll try to poison you. Just, you know, they would poison you, really, in America? Yes. Yes. You may be a good guy. Hey, hey, Ben, uh, Trish. Uh, you may be a good guy. And you may not believe that people could actually poison your food. Now, you believe that they wouldn't do something like blackmailing you at, at, at work or like, you know, get, get, you know, get some guy to uh, go date your wife and then show you pictures and, you know, or, or you know, to, to, to drive you to suicide. You, 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 you don't understand. They'll do anything because they're not themselves. So when they get together, it's even worse. And they come up with a prank they're going to do to somebody. And, you know, please, uh, Trish. Wow. Wow. Thank you. Yeah. So that, another good reason. So when the Lord says go left, when the Holy Spirit directs you, like, uh, I really don't feel like going to that thing. Oh, yeah. Not feeling well suddenly. Listen to that. Don't, don't just think, oh, no, you know, I've been trained to, you know, be a better person than that. I will be there. And, you know, quite often people are walking into their, their, own, their own doom, right? They're walking into a trap. You know, they know you're going to be there, so they set a trap. You're the only one like you they know, so they're going to set a trap. Um, but it is true, Satan's minions tend to have Satan's accolades and be the big celebrities and all that stuff. And uh, if, if you, that's not you, maybe God is keeping you out of that limelight and those accolades for a good reason. Because the minute it goes to your head, what happens? God's gone, you're all alone, you're a sitting duck, and everything, all the work that's been done leading up to this point goes to hell. So just think about it. The world's not worth it. The world, you know, get, being one of Satan's minions and being like, you know, a spokesperson for, 
you know, for, for, for a studio or for, you know, for, you know, whatever it is. Just understand the system came first. If it's system connected, then, you know, uh, it's uh, irrelevant to us, but really irrelevant to God. You know, you can go out and say, oh, I'm so grateful, I'm so lucky for these opportunities. I saw Tom Cruise jumping out of an airplane, he goes, I'm so lucky, I'm so... And he jumps out of the plane, keeps talking to the camera, oh, I'm so lucky, I'm so grateful that you've allowed me to entertain you and all that. And I'm and I'm just like, um, you know, just... Let's see what you have to say when you separate it from the system. You know, and then, oh my God, he's look across the way. There's another guy that looks just like Tom Cruise, only 25 years younger. Look, he's going into the casting office. Yeah. You see that? It's, it's all fake. Please. It's the system. The, the briefcase brigade, they're getting a paycheck. They're getting a, a, they got a 401k. They got a house. Look at the stock market. The stock market keeps settling at 32000 and goes up, goes down. It stays right the same, just like during Obama. It's fake. It, there's nothing in this world that's real except Jesus. But Jesus isn't, you know, Jesus the man. You can read about that if you like. They don't know what to make of Jesus. I mean, well, you got to read about Jesus because the teachings, of course, are beyond some guy 33 years old or 32 years old. You know, they're eternal teachings. Right? Uh, so, what I would say, you know, I, I, I keep thinking I'm going to disconnect from this and not talk about this anymore. But I find that uh, I keep having to because people get tricked and lured back in and frightened. And they think if I don't, you know, I'm going to have to go make my peace with these guys. And they accepted me and I'm getting a paycheck. And if I suddenly show up without a paycheck, I, I can't really come home. Right? I can't. Where do I go? What do I do? He says. I'm going to get to the airport. And I get my, uh, you know, I get my, uh, you know, my latte and my, you know, bagel and this, that, and the other thing. And I get, uh, you know, I get on the plane and I go, we have meetings and this and that. I got to go out and party and, you know, come home. You know, houses. I'm all paid for. I don't have any medical problems, and we seem to be getting along fine. And aren't we? And then my my question to that person would be, "Who are you? What are you? Where are you? What do you do? Who with? For what reason?" Is it worth the payment you're going to have to ultimately pay? Well, I don't know. I think that's a myth. You know, it's a patriarchal myth. They taught you that in school? 
So what is this then? Well, for a person like that, it's a litany of social cues. And if you follow the cues, good things could happen as long as you're cooperative and get along with people, sure. Why wouldn't you get along with them? Well, certain kinds of people don't get along with them, even if they try to be nice. Why would that be? I don't know. I don't want to worry about that right now. Okay. We'll, we'll just let that go. But remember this. The end is coming very soon. And when I say the end, I mean, you know, they seem to be getting ready for the wrap-up, for the big finale of, you know, you know, boom, 7 million people, you know, 8 billion people, whatever it is. And, uh, you know, I think when that day comes, it'll come suddenly. I think there's degradation to come before that. I think there's a lot of suffering for people to come before that. I look out today, I see people suffering. They're spending, like like they're saying to us that it's the the greatest, it's the great, we have money out out the wazoo. Yeah, because they're stealing it. They're thieves. They're, they're, they were the robber barons. They were the, involved in the opium wars. You know, they're, they're uh, you know, they're, they're the, uh, you know, from royalty of kingdoms that have come and gone. But their status remains, okay? These people are there to do one thing, to rob you blind and kill you. Take advantage of you. Why do you think they allow all these people to work? Because they want the money that you get and they want a big portion of it. They say they're going to spend it on the, you know, millions of unemployed, all these, and they don't even give it to the immigrant. You know, it's for them. And so, <laughs> anyway, I hope you enjoyed taking a look at things. Now, Jesus is the living one. He has been through the whole thing, and, you know, he died and yet lived in the same space that he died, he lived. He conquered death in physical real time, where where death is prominent and cannot be conquered, and he conquered it anyway. Many people don't believe in that story. I said, well, if you don't believe in that, understand this. In death, those of faith, those of chosen and in faith, um, overcome death and they move on. Uh, I can't say for, you know, um, For those in the world system, I think death is kind of like the tunnel of light. I think they just get recycled. I, I, I don't know, though. It's, it's a, uh, it is what it is. You know, redemption, to me, means to be lifted out of this world. There is so much suffering in the world today, unnecessary. It's all the suffering is unnecessary. 
All the suffering is imposed by the Satanists, by the club, by the, by the cabal. All of it is put on people by the authorities you see on TV. They make the people suffer. And, you know, and then they tell you how they're working on it, try to fix it. They are always the ones who cause the suffering. And then they'll say there's an end to the suffering. Compliance. There's an end to the suffering. You know, you know, butter them up. You know, acceptance. You know, or, you know, become the bad yes and say, yeah, you know, yes. Why did they name the bad yes? Because they said yes. They said yes. They used their free will. You know, no, it's a trick. Don't you get the, the reason the band is called Yes? Oh, I know they'll say something else in Wiki. Don't even go there. That's, that's full of caca. They say yes because they want you to say yes. And because they've said yes to, to Lucifer, they became like a, I would call them kind of like a new agey band, you know what I mean? But then afterward, after their fame, uh, John Anderson, the lead singer, he went even more into the new age. Everything was love, love everywhere in the set. He loved this, loved that, love, love, love. And it just became this like ridiculous, you know, over the top, new age, you know, sort of compendium of, you know, fake, uh, you know, mirror in the mirror, you know, cr- you know uh, a fake Christ, a, a fake love. You cannot love unless you're loved. And the only way you can really be loved is uh, by, by your maker. And the only way you can be loved by your maker is if you love them, you know, you love your father, you love your maker, the creator. It's, you love, you're loved. Without that connection, I just be awful. You'd have to have surrogates, you know, mother, father. <laughs> How many people... Yeah, exactly. Have you been rejected by mother and father out there? Yeah, so so most people. Okay, so that ship sailed. Now what do we do? Oh, I'll get the love of God from my spouse. How's that going to work out? Divorce. Okay, so what do we do now? You need the love of the absolute, you know, of the of the, the... when God loves you, it's like not just all is right with the world, but you're absorbed into this, you know, consciousness of love. Seeable, you're surrounded by it. It's 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 like when a child feels great acceptance, you know, uh, they loosen up, they play, they're happy, they don't think about anything else again, and that's you know kind of the the way it is. But you can't just go without the love of the creator, unless you reject the creator and then go for something limited. Spouse, friends, group, acceptance, new agey little things, maybe you join a coven, maybe you, you go to these little retreats, you know, whatever it is, you you know, follow the rules, get the degree, Satanists and men of the degrees. Here, have a degree. This means you're smart. All of it is, uh, you know, obviously a ruse, but people go along with it because they want to get ahead. They want to 
get a salary. They want to have a house. They want to have the things uh, that have been promised to be taken away should they ever uh, rebel for any reason. So, technically, there's only one way. You know, and uh, those times I say, you know, Jesus, and I am in this situation where I've, you know, I've, uh, I just need comfort. I just need some peace. I just need to know that. I ask God to please correct a lot of my stupid decisions of the past and don't let me be punished for those, please, Lord. I, I, I didn't mean to make them. And, uh, you know, that's actually been answered before where stupid decisions I made were turned to gold. As long as I remember that who did it, that it was done for the purpose of, of avoiding punishment, And he does this again and again, you know, helping us. I believe that Christmas is on Sunday. So by Monday, all of this will be over with. I'd say most people now are on vacation. So that's what I say. Go, you know, go take some time to you know, worship and, and you know, do things differently over the weekend. You know what I mean. You know, see loved ones. Realize there's a spirit of Christmas that's positive. A spirit that involves the birth of Jesus. You know, the, 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 uh, you know, the Messiah is going to, you know, uh, uh, it's going to, uh, you know, redeem the world, including everyone who has died before. And then you realize that eh, God's even better than that. That's the way they had to write about it. But the way I look at it is God has redeemed the world. All, he, all who are his are his. There's no straying because this has all been decided. Anyway, I've just... Uh, I started with this idea of the simulation, and then you know these people caught up in this uh, the sciences and and the military industrial complex in Girl Next, and this and, and how it, it you know the the hunger for the uh, you know, power over other dimensions. Then you realize though it's it's kind of like this, okay? So God has infinite amounts of dimensions, infinite everything. So somebody is over here in this like, you know, little you know uh, area of uh, of uh, dimensions that are you know kind of controlled by space, time, matter, these various, and and they're just very finite, and they think they've got the mother load, CERN. They think they've got the mother load, the God particle. They're just fooling around with one end of the sandbox. They go, the things you can do with it. Yes, I'm sure you can. They've had lots of experiences 
Why would they stage a fake mock sacrifice on the grounds of CERN under the uh, Shiva statue? Why would they do that? Means they're aware Well, I could go on with this, um, you know, the beginning of Revelation. It's just so fascinating. The revelation of Jesus Christ, which God gave him to show to his servants the things that must soon take place. He made it known by sending his angel to his servant John, who bore witness to the word of God and to the testimony of Jesus Christ, even to all he, that he saw. Um, <laughs> I died, and behold, I am alive forevermore. And I have the keys of death and Hades. What does that mean? I have the keys to death and Hades. Many people have gone over and over in this, trying to figure out what... Does that mean that Jesus has power over Hades, over over the, the dead, over those who have gone to hell, lived bad life, rejected God, wound up in Hades? And still Jesus has the key? That's what it seems to say. It would make sense if you were the sovereign of the entire world, if it ultimately came down, to try to say, well, God's Holy Spirit, Jesus, us, Godhead, Creator, what is it? And he got down to I am, just one thing, that, you know, for all the many things are just one. Um... Then, then obviously you'd have to have the keys to everything, including hell and death and, and every other thing. There would be nothing barred from you. And nothing is barred from God. Heaven, death, hell. So people read, well, you go to hell, that's you know, forever, but you know, they say, well, Jesus has the keys to hell. Can someone pray to God to reverse the uh, horrible, hellish things that have happened in the line? Well, you know... That's not something that I'm I'm prepared to really talk about right now, but that's not something I want to fool around with. You know, what can you get away with? Can you go to hell and still be redeemed? I don't want to fool around with that. It's sort of like, can I wait till the last minute to uh, switch over to Jesus? The fact that you know there's a switchover Shows me you're a lot worse off than you think you are. You would say something like that. It means that you know. You know. But you've rejected. And yeah, but I want to switch over right at the last minute so I don't have to. You don't want to pay the piper. You You don't want to go to hell. Well, a lot of people have rejected this notion of hell. But if I see hell as another dimension, I, 
Let me tell you something. Hell is what we've been going through here on earth. That's not mince words. It's the last uh, three years have been hell. And, and they, they want to double down. They've had such a good time, they can't wait to do it again. And, you know, who can stop them? You know what they say. The Bible says it clearly. Who can make war with a beast? No one. Not going to happen. Can't Trump do anything? No. Can Q, Q, what is it, Q do it? No. The beast will be gone when God says he's gone. But what is the beast? Well, it's a system. It's a very complex system. But the, the basic uh, force of it, the basic, you know, uh, you know, personality of the beast, if you will, is anti-God. If you want the beast's help, you turn against God in, in, you know, uh, in relation to the beast, to the initiators, to be initiated. And then any hope of any heaven or any hope of any redemption, you leave right here at the door. You may be a sweet guy, sweet old lady, sweet this, sweet that. You look so innocent and nice there, sitting in this situation, but you're wondering every day, have I you know, passed the point of no return? Mm. Have I gotten to the point? Well, therefore, I should just stay the course. Yes, but you won't win because, you know, you understand too much. You, they won't let you win. Um, <laughs> they choose the winners and losers. The, the beast system is not a meritocracy. I think by now you found that out. <laughs> it is not a meritocracy. Meaning it's not something where, you know, your good works, your superlative activity, your great breakthroughs, your incredible uh, feats that you've done don't count. They can take all those feats and turn them around on you in a second and put you in trouble with the public or whatever, you know. You know, uh, uh, one of the great things about girl, I have to keep going back to girl next because I'm, you know, going to be getting my, shoot, I just hope they haven't. Well, let's see what they do. Heinrich, he feels that, you know, he talks to the, you know, head demon himself, the clown, that he th thinks maybe Satan or is the head of the whole thing. And he says, well, I'm, I'm going to achieve what you have. He sits down in front of the altar and he's got all these little demons laughing at him and he's got this little stupid altar in front of him. He's doing more aqua velvo and he's going to break through one day. And he goes, Again, um, you know, again, no acknowledgement for what I've achieved. Again, you pass me by. I'm doing the best work on earth. For you, you don't uh, seem to acknowledge it. So 
There is no acknowledgement. There's no, uh, you, you know, I mean, I deserve much better than this. I, I'm going to use this aqua velva and I'm going to become bigger than you and I'm going to take it myself. I'm going to win. I'm going to beat you. Okay, so we have that going on in the movie. And um, as he takes more aqua velva, his face starts to fall off. And he starts to uh, decompose. And he starts, uh, you know, it's the, it's the quest of a madman. I, you know, uh, I've just done my greatest achievement with Lorian. In, but I thought she was supposed to be called Sophia. She was. You called her Sophia. Now you call her Lorian again. Seems to me like you failed. There is a whole book, thing in the book about how many times he calls her Lorian versus when he calls her Sophia. These were not you know, random mistakes or anything in dialogue. This was actual uh, progression of uh, Heinrich's work into really so, so, Lorian, you know, in the uh, psychic realm, whatever. She was the one that turned it around on Heinrich and made his programming for her own benefit and strength. And she became, another thing people don't realize, she became like a super soldier. She had supernatural speed and strength. That wasn't supposed to happen. And Heinrich just keeps thinking, you know, I deserve a lot more credit for what I've done. It's like, yes. Yeah, so you learn a little bit about the father always putting the son down and, you know, the father, you know, you know showing his, his achievements. But look at my son. We have to, you know, so embarrassed. We have to put him off in Texas somewhere, you know, some house in the middle of nowhere. So he can't, so he can't hurt my reputation. Cerno is thinking. Yeah. Anyway, if you look carefully at it all, it's everything's in there. And um, the book is going to be a great, great, not just clarifier, but also a bridge to other movies and books and whatnot. I'm going to see if I can put a QR code in the book so you can download the score from Colin, Colin McGinnis. And then we have a few songs in there from from us, um, you know, they, they may be a set of songs like in the back, but to get his score all the way through, uh, hopefully on a QR code. So I've got a lot of things I need to do there to get the QR code. Yeah, if you get the book, then you get the QR code. You can download the, um, yeah, the published uh, tracks, and then uh, you can have them, or you can get a thumb drive. Or you could get a CD on demand, if you like. So, you know, but both of these projects I'm working on now. And we should have really published the music about a year ago. But, you know, we didn't because we were busy. And, you know, fledgling. And we don't have people that could go to just at a drop of a hat go, you know, do that. So I'm, I'm dealing with it now. You know those two young men that are in the photograph? Yeah. I have their numbers. And they wanted to volunteer to join our uh, our company, so maybe uh, I should contact them both. Mm -hmm. 
are young and have a lot of energy. Okay, and with that, I think we are um, we are all at the at the very top, heading down into Christmas. Hallelujah. Christmas is coming, and um, what I'd like to see us do is have peace and not strife. Hallelujah. I would like to see us in a state of gratitude, not uh, complaining. Terror. I'd like to see us not traumatized Amen. for once. I've really never had a good Christmas. I think this is the one I'm... This is the one. This is the one. So, yeah, you know, because I've always been working out all the things that happened, and I'm just saying, well, you know what, this is... You know, it, it, it may not be the pagans' time because they're tying it to the solstice. You know, that's that's it. But the solstice is my favorite day of the year. Why? Because the days are increasing again. The light... Because the leaves will come back on the trees because the... Yeah, I like that. Amen. I don't like it when the days get shorter and shorter. I like it when they get longer and longer. And I like when I see the little buds on the yeah. trees and, you know, and I you know, wonder if we're going to have a... You know, we try to grow peaches out. I don't, I'm not supposed to even try peaches there. But more often than not, we've had some, right? We had, last year was fallow, but this year I think it's going to be good for the fruit. Mm-hmm. All right, everybody, but I'll be back, you see, because I have to find energy today to deal with this uh, proofreading. I'm going to have to go through and decide which, because I doubt very seriously they could keep pace with me. I don't mean to be... Especially AI. Saying, no, it's not AI. It's, it's, they tell me there are people that are proofing, and I'm like, and then they're going to give me a copy that's already proofed and corrected. And then, like I would go with that, and then a copy that shows the corrections that you can work through. That should be interesting. Yeah, I, I you know, I'm, I'm not feeling real good about it, folks. I, I have to say that, you know, if, 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 well, fortunately, it's like four drafts ago, you know, so we have a lot of real succinct, but every once in a while there's a phrase that could be where you have your words a little out of order and things, and then that's what they're looking for. I didn't tell them to edit the material, but I do believe they will come back to me with this idea of, you know, we can give you a great deal on editing. We think this material needs to be edited. I'm saying, what you're calling editing is my style, and no one's ever had a problem reading my, my words, ever. Okay. And... Uh, Shalom, shalom. Yeah, shalom. And uh, this is uh, Thursday. Wow. And it's, it's this weekend. It's coming right up. Coming right up. Merry um, Christmas. Yes, Merry, Merry Christmas. Merry Christmas.
Take 